0: but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you.
1: Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is your host, Juliette Lamar. And today I have with me Eric Solis. He is the CEO and founder of MovoCash. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm
2: well. How are you?
1: I'm doing excellent. Why don't you uh, start telling us a little about MovoCash and what you guys do?
2: Yeah. So first off, thank you for having me and allowing me the opportunity to join you today. Um, I've had a chance to listen to other guests that you've had and um you know always um very intriguing and interesting conversation so hopefully i can stack up um accordingly there so yeah um so a little bit about movo um you know we think of ourselves as kind of like a hybrid convergence technology that takes um the existing sort of archaic um credit card rails and starts to think about ways to use them differently um you know, with uh, distributed ledger technology and the like. And so we're kind of like really big on how do we take, um, you know, the best of both worlds, put them together and create on-ramps and off-ramps um, to make um, the two worlds work uh, consistently and congruently in a world that right now is pretty, um, you know, struggling to, to, to kind of like have these two worlds collide. You know, high level, that's what we do.
1: Absolutely. So, what are some of the services you're offering? Is it crypto coins, is it, is it a type of card or storage of your crypto coins? What what are your services?
2: So, um the the services that we provide are along the lines of, you know, we have a um a a debit we use a debit card um sort of infrastructure. Um and what we've done is to architect it differently so that it does some pretty unique things in the areas of like Peer to peer payments. Uh, we have what mm-hmm. we call the Hyper which is this idea of allowing an individual to send money peer to peer, but instead of having to sort of go through this whole machination of like, you know, five or 10 steps to get the money deposited where you want it to be deposited so you can spend it, it mm-hmm. instantly is available through, um, you know, a unique way in which we um, move the money directly into. Uh, an account that can access the credit card rails, that being you know, Visa and MasterCard anywhere uh, on planet Earth. Okay, we do so bill pay of- and we do, yeah, we do bill pay. We do, you know, we pr- kind of provide a digital bank account. We provide the peer to peer platform. We provide a plastic card. We integrate with, you know, MFC technologies and things of that sort.
1: Oh, so you're like a crypto bank
2: yeah but 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 we also use you know our underpinnings all sort of fiat based so we we provide a way in which you can access you can use digital currency all in app but 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 spin up um tokens which are essentially uh, tied directly to the the visa rails right so that for instant spend so there's no waiting you know and we don't have it locked on a ledger that you can't access. And it's all free right. um you know the the counts free um uh, where you know one of our main drivers is to create not only a great experience for our end user but do it in a way where they're they're paying a fraction of the cost that they would at a at a traditional bank uh like you know Wells Fargo bank Chase and so forth
1: exactly um so what you were talking about here the coin the tokens that you're generating um movo has its own coin, correct. How do you generate that and how do you use it?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's interesting. Movo, Movo Coin is a unique animal in the um, world of coins. And, and what I mean by that is that it's not a cryptocurrency. We actually use um, a different type of tokenization process that is directly connected to, uh, once again, the Visa rails. And we use fiat currency. Yet you can fund it with, um, you know, Bitcoin by way of example. So you can, um, you know, fund your account using Bitcoin, spin up one of our coins, which is a fiat currency based um, token, and it can be accepted anywhere on planet Earth, uh, wherever Visa is accepted. So, you know, as opposed to it being, you know, like everybody else is doing crypto coins, we're doing actually a fiat coin. It's a unique uh, token that's a um single load so if it, it it provides all the same benefits that you'd get from like for example you know it's a push type technology uh, uh, where where it's a single use so if someone steals the card number they don't get your primary account number so we've got a lot of the tenants that you find in crypto but it's all done using fiat and it's all FDIC insured backed by the bank and so forth so it's pretty cool
1: No oh, that's excellent and I like the, the idea of single use, um, cause that really heightens the security level with this type of account.
2: Exactly. I mean, in today's world, anybody that's going around using their primary account number, especially where you're, you know, like say shopping online, um, you know, things of that nature, or even buying, um, uh, cryptocurrency, you know, you can use mobile cash to buy crypto. We have lots of people use, that buy Bitcoin using their, their mobile cash and, uh, you know, it's more and more important that people get used to um, thinking about protecting their primary account number. So, one under of the underpinnings of our technology is absolutely based on protecting customer funds, and we put place a very high value on that. We're on constant watch for any type of fraudulent activity, either on our system or people that are, you know, attempting to. Um, defraud any of our customers. We're sort of like, you know, um, your own personal, you know, fraud detection um, unit in your financial affairs to to kind of help you, help you. Because in today's world, that's just a big deal. So we're vigilant about it. Our team, you know, we, we every single day think about better ways to help people protect their money. And it's at the core of the company.
1: You mentioned earlier that the service is free or is like a minimal fee. Uh, walk us through, as a user, you know, what you would, when you first start showing up with Mobile Clone, what you would experienced, how you could quickly start using it, and, you know, what kind of steps you would need to take.
2: So, we're um, available in both um, uh, iOS and, you know, we've got native apps in iOS and uh, Android to so the Play Store as well as the Apple Store. And so, you download the app. Um, we... Pride ourselves, though, on being able to get outside of the app, so that's a big thing for us. We know people have a bit of app fatigue, and that's something we've been talking about for a long time. So uh, we're building um, web apps also that you can uh, interact with and and um, access, you know, some of the very best of what mobile offers outside of the app. But you go in and you download the app, and then once there, you go through about a you know a two minute registration process. And because we are actually a bank, um, we require um, to know who you are. So we have know your customer rules. Uh, we're ahead of the curve on the compliance side of, of of the equation, meaning that we're doing already what the regulators are coming in and saying we, they want everybody to do. We're already there. We We sort of thought about that up front in advance and built it on a very – Um, compliance, uh, um, um, you know, a a, a very strong compliance architecture. And so um, once there, you go through your registration. We don't charge you for the account. Um, You know, we don't have any um, hidden fees. Everything's fully disclosed. Um, You know, again, our goal is to, it's all about, you know, financial inclusion. And we realize that a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Um, some people don't even have a paycheck and they still need to be able to access banking services. So while we think we uh, have the best mousetrap in the financial service industry and we find lots of very wealthy people, millionaires using our system because they love it, but we also can get all the way down to the underserved, underbanked, who's literally, you know, uh, just trying to, you know, you know they're, they're surviving hand to mouth. And uh, we know that, that that that's the sign of having a better mousetrap. So, um, you know, very thoughtful from the standpoint of how we um, uh, architected the fees around our services. Obviously, we're a for-profit company, so we have to make um, make sure that we, you know, uh, give money back to our shareholders and, and stakeholders. But um, you stack us up against any... Um, Digital banking platform or otherwise out there, and you'll see that we're at the top of the heap. We absolutely thought about that, and it's our goal to keep costs down.
1: Wonderful. It really sounds like you're, you, know, you have the people in mind with every step of the company.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you asked about the services. You know, what it tell us about the services you offer up front. But what I would say is even more than the services is the culture of our company that's even more important than any service we provide because we provide an experience. And the experience is freedom, it's um, power, it's empowerment, it's unity. You know, these are the things that we um, qualitatively focus on as the vision of the company. You know, core values. You know, we we believe high in commitment, integrity, character, discipline, gratitude, faith. These are things, the underpinnings of the company, and they're not just for the people that work in the company. But it's what we want every single person that touches our company, whether it's a, a user, you know, again, a millionaire or somebody who's young and just getting started or somebody who's, you know, for, for, you know, crying out loud on the street, we want them to be impacted. We want them to feel that Movo cares. We want them to feel the heart of our company, the passion of our company, the purpose of our company, because that's what's even more important than any Particular feature or functionality that you're going to find the features and the functionalities are off the hook, bleeding edge. we're thinking about things and doing things that nobody else is doing, but more importantly is our heart. That's what we care most about is we We want people to know that they have a lifeline an advocate that's here to fight for and with them.
1: That's beautiful because I think a lot of times people don't feel that way with their financial institutions, and this is why. They're going more towards cryptocurrencies and things of that nature because they don't feel like they're being taken care of or heard or cared for. So it's nice to, to hear that from you.
2: Yeah, thank you. And you know, and that's not. Um, we're, you know, and, and if if you were to ask any person on the team, if if you know, I'm just saying this or if we really um, live this out every day, you know, we get together as a team and. And, yeah, you know, we're execution-oriented and we're making sure that, you know, the technology's um, best in class. And we, we clearly, you know, put a lot of weight on that side of the equation out of necessity. That said, we understand exactly the points you just made, that there is this whole rebellion against financial services and you know the banks and the brokers and all of them, you know they they earned they earned their spot and at the epicenter of that rebellion. You know it just has been um, unconscionable the way that the traditional financial services have gotten arrogant, egotistical. You know they don't look after their customers. They're gouging people, and um, you know we 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 need to. Be a part of that system because, you know, we call them the dumb rails. And I don't mean that, you know, in a derogatory mm-hmm. sense, but the dumb rails are there. You know, we have to learn how to build systems that still comply, that still follow and and, and respect um, the intentionality of them. But do it in a way where the heart is different, right? And then the outcomes are such that that consumers... Hopefully, you know, it's our absolute goal to have them walk away and say, wow, that was different. I feel different about that, you know, and I feel like that company's got my back. And while, you know, we're not perfect and, you know, certainly we have, um, you know, our area, our growing pains and areas where we got to get better as well, um, that's the that's the impetus. And every day that's when, when my feet hit the ground, that's what I'm thinking.
1: That's wonderful. So how did you get involved with this company or how did you – come up with this, with this idea and, and find the, uh, the motivation and the spark to begin. Gosh.
2: Um, okay. So now you're going to, now you're going to get me going here. So this, is, <laughs> this, this, this is something I thought a lot about since I was about 12 years old. So, um, I'm just going to make this quick, but I, um, when I was 12 years old, my dad and my mom and dad, like many young people have their parents divorced. And, uh, my mom had a flailing, um, uh, business out in Palm Desert, one of the only stores on El Paseo, and she was, wasn't making it. I walked in and I f- literally found her, you know, in the closet, curled up in a little ball, bawling her eyes out. And she just said, I, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I can't pay my bills. I don't know how to, how to do this, you know? And I did what any 12-year-old boy would do. I got down on my hand knees and cried with her. And, uh, and it was at that point that I just decided that I was going to commit my life to solving these types of very complicated problems. You know, so when I talk about, you know, the heart of our company, it comes from a, a very deep um, experiential roadmap of my own personal life. You know, and how um, and and how that shaped my thinking and the way that I see the world. And so when I see people struggling, you know, I don't see them as like, you know, with this eye of like, oh, shame on you. I look at them and say, I get it. You know, I know that good people have go through hard times, you know. And so how can we take this phenomenal technology that's available to us today, whether it's blockchain or distributed ledgers or, you know, private um type ledgers that are, you know, sort of like of a blockchain type, but not necessarily in the public realm, but private. And and you capture all of this amazing innovation in a way that is um, solving real problems. Not, you know, again, and, you know, one of the things that, that I noticed along the way is it's very easy to, you know, sort of like slip into this mindset of making, you know, the rich get richer. But how do we step away from that? And even if it's hard, even if we have to walk through some, some coals of fire and, and broken glass you know, to get there, how do we make sure this technology is solving really hard problems for people that really need solutions, right? And that's what I basically have committed my life to, you know, and, and you know, so be it.
1: <laughs> well, so be it for the good. I believe this is, this is a good step forward for a lot of people who – Maybe you're not quite ready to jump fully into decentralization of crypto, but they want to be involved and but also still want to feel safe and secure that they're not going to stressed by, you know, not knowing what the next wave or valley is going to be in the financial world. And they're, you're helping them be at ease a little bit.
2: Yeah. You know, thank you. You know, the millennials in particular, let me just focus on them. Um I think it's been a little bit of a um, disservice the way that um, a lot of um, people have taken and exploited, and let me just put it this way, their desire for simplicity, and they've taken from them the um, opportunity to really learn about money, you know, and and they've Mm -hmm. gotten a little sloppy, and they, they think that everything should just be like, you know, like, I get it, right? From a marketing perspective, it's easy to say, oh, this is super easy. But from a, the standpoint of really helping these people get their arms around good financial management and what it means to have a bank account and what is FDIC insurance and how do I get it and all these different things, you know, the industry's kind of abandoned them to, you know, almost like, Creating minimizing money, you know, to nothing more than an email type service, and that's just not appropriate. This is the future generation. They need to understand money just like previous prior generations. Yes, it's a different world. Yes, there's more tools that we can use, and it's more accessible. But that's one of the main things that I've focused on. You hit the nail right on the head there. It's all about how do we um, help them, the next generation. With the new way of doing business, digital, um, you know, do, you know, a lot of new technologies, blockchain, distributed ledgers, and the like, and and harness it in a way that's still in the world of responsibility and sustainability, and where each person that interacts now is actually, yes, becoming a part of the the system, you know, through through becoming a, a node, perhaps, or or whatever the case may be, but making sure that we're doing it in a way that is helping people grow in their knowledge and their intentionality towards individual financial goals.
1: Very well put and agreed on the abandonment of the millennials and how people are not giving them the tools. They they really expect that they can figure it out because of all the resources they have at their fingertips, but ultimately they are still, we are still young people trying to figure out the world just like previous (laughs) generations.
2: absolutely you know and and it's gotten actually way more complicated it's not easier it's harder you know and um there has been this sort of capitulation and the one thing if i could you know if i had a bullhorn and there was some way that i could grab the ear of every millennial on planet earth i would i would you know i would be screaming from the mountaintops you know Take another step. Be willing to look deeper, right? You know, get that everything is designed to be easy for you from the standpoint of like how you experience the world from a technological perspective. But when it comes to money, it's a little bit deeper focus. You know, in other words, this is an area that isn't going to fall into the same category of other things you might think about or be doing this is, it's, it's much more personal, right? There's time and there's money. Those are the two most important things. That's why they call them time deposits, right? So when it comes to money, invest some time. Even if you have no money, you have something even far more valuable as a young person, and it's time. Time is actually more valuable than money. So the way you spend your time and the amount of time you invest in learning about money is going to pay gargantuan dividends, and so that's what I would encourage people in the, you know, in the, in the millennials and the younger generations to really grab a hold of and and embrace because it'll serve you well and pay huge dividends into the future.
1: I love it. Well, hopefully everyone is listening very carefully to what you just said because it is quite important to hear and to act upon in our daily lives. So for Movocash, just bringing that back, what are some of your your short-term and long-term goals for uh, for the company.
2: Oh boy! So short run, um, short run. We have some very exciting um, implementations that that we're um, preparing for launch, um, and really creating. You know, there's there's all this conversation about blockchain um and distributed ledgers but i would say that perhaps even more important was well, surprisingly i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's pretty radically different i'm sure uh, others can disagree but um i believe that transaction chains are um the future what do i mean by that you know some people call it like the internet of things or how how different machines connect but that really is the most important part of of the future. And and I I refer to them more as transaction chains, because you've got to figure out ways to connect all these disparate systems in a way that produce, at the end of the day, a seamless as possible outcome for consumers. So those are the types of things that we're um, really focused on. How do we take you from your Bitcoin wallet all the way to Um, Apple Pay, by way of example, right? So NFC technology in-store where, bam, you know, there's almost like no friction. Um, So right now, you know, you've got these silos. And in fact, we've not done, we've really created more friction, not less with the way that, that, that these worlds are sort of divided up. So those are the types of things, both in the short and the long run. I'm really focused on how to convergence, right? How do we create really cool on-ramps and on, on-ramps and off-ramps to these to these currently disparate worlds that create user experiences that blow your mind.
1: Awesome. I'm really going to be looking forward to seeing these new developments.
2: And they're, you know, and they're very short at hand. So, you know, some of the newest stuff that we'll be doing, keep your eyes open and and uh your ears peeled because they're coming quickly and we're super excited about it. Maybe you have me back I can we can talk more about those specifically that's not ready to do it today.
1: Not today, <laughs> but yes, very shortly. We will have to have you back on just to get an update on, on all these these new new developments. So if people want to get yeah. in touch with you or they want to use your service, it's M O V O dot cash is your website. Is that the best way to connect?
2: It is. And then, you know, you can look us up under mobile cash in, in the app stores if you want to download the app and um And, you know, send me a LinkedIn uh, invite, happy to to connect, Um, you know, let me know that you heard me on the podcast here and, and yeah, you know, love to, you know, look, it's all about relationship in today's world and, you know, we're all connected. And I think that that's really an important point. You know, we all, the world's getting smaller and if we could come to the realization that we are all brothers and sisters, you know, somewhere along the line, we could lay down our axes and, you know, lock arms and, you know, and power forward together, the the, the world uh, would be a better place.
1: Oh, absolutely. That is definitely a truth. So, Eric Solis, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, your wisdom and your time, because that is one of the most valuable things, as we talked about. So, thank you so much.
2: Oh, it's my... Thank you so very much for allowing me to come on today, and uh, let's MOVO.
1: Yes, let's MOVO. That was Eric Solis. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Take care. That was Eric Solis, the CEO and founder of Movo Cash. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Future Tech Podcast. It's Juliette Lamar. Have a great day.
0: Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're gonna be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more but artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th, at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech, and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. virtual reality, and more.